You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, we are uh, going back a little and also trying to get through everything we can, yeah. especially, and unfortunately, we're at that time of year where uh, if your mid-range movie came out, we probably don't care, except uh, The Pale Blue Eye, which uh, right. we're going to cover today. Uh, because it's timely and Christian Bale and yeah. whatever. And uh, mostly because people are bagging on it a lot. Actually, that I can't I can't say that that didn't go into my consideration. Yeah. But, uh, mostly, we are trying to make sure that we get through everything that's you know been nominated for everything as much as we can before awards start hitting. And the Critics Choice Awards is coming up very soon. Yeah. So uh, get on uh, figuring out where and when to watch that. <laughs> Yeah, it's on. Uh, I think it's actually like a dual cast, like it's TBS and whatever the TBS, right? The other thing, thing. something like that, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, but that's coming up uh, shortly. You would think that I would know when that is, but I don't. <laughs> it used to be an absurdly early day. Like I would, you know, I know it's not January 15th, like, but I'm like, like holy it's, crap. Uh, you know, something like the 20th. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, I have to have my yeah. picks in Friday mm -hmm. and it's not going to be, it might be this coming Sunday even. I don't know. Anyway. Wow. Uh, and how glorious is it for all the Critics' Choice people going hooray for having yeah, right. be one of us? <laughs> he knows nothing. Right. Um, but I'm too caught up in uh, trying to get through all the movies. But we're going to try to get to as fast as we can everything yeah. that is nominated or should have been nominated or anything like that uh before we can get to back to like lesser things or whatever which we won't have a lot of time to do anyway because we will have to move right on to like our list <laughs> and for those who are not familiar and haven't been listening to us for years oh, uh just Welcome. to run through that we're going to have our best of the year show yep. And our worst of the year show. And then we have our own awards, the Can't Win Awards. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's going to be coming up in a few episodes. So, you know, be sure and subscribe and your lists. And, and don't miss that. Yeah. And uh, just real quickly, so that you'll be all chomping at the bit for it, that is our awards where we pick just the big five awards for things that uh, you can't win, things that are not going to be nominated actors and actresses who are not going to be nominated even if they are uh and there are a lot of wonky rules and how yeah, we go about right. what it, gets picked but even it could be like a big name person right? sure they just might be in something where you go look that's just never getting nominated because right. it's you know some sort of indie thing or it's genre kind of or, genre or whatever right. yeah so anyway uh stay tuned for that and so this week, we uh, have to go back and do Glass Onion and give it its fair due because somehow that fell off the the list when 
You would think we'd have done that like the day after it came out. That's almost um, the perfect example of what this month feels like for me anyway. Now for you, it and feels like at, these. And what this time of year just does to but us It's just like, general. you know, there's holidays, there's the end of the year, there's all these things, there's the podcast, we, you know, we're having fun doing it, you know, but still, I mean, when you asked me, did, did we do it? Did I miss it? I'm like, I think we must've, right. Cause it was so big and then realized, well, we did miss the week for the holidays. And I think when we came back, we just slid into other things. Like, right. I think we just assumed we'd done it, Yeah. but to, to miss something that big. And that is a major release one way or the other, that, you know, however you look at it, like we just skipped it. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of funny. And uh and, and, do. and it did get nominated for Best Picture at the Critics Choice Awards. Um, it got other nominations as well. I mean, it got um some attention and yeah. it got nominated for ensemble. Yeah, right. Which is at least an uh, is at least a pick that makes sense to me anyway. Yeah, because uh, some movie that is a weird category. Yeah. And sometimes stuff gets nominated there, like this year, some stuff. Uh, got nominated for that that I'm like what that's you know but this right. movie is an, this ensemble. is an ensemble that counts yeah. as whether it wins or not that's a different question right. um, I think it's probably actually got a decent shot at it yeah. um, but it's one that you know counts in a good way it's got a big wide cast lots of people are contributing and things yeah sure know, whatever yeah anyway so we are at least going to do uh the glass onion and the pale blue eye and then we're going to try to as much as we can get on to uh knock out a couple of other things that are nominated for stuff and unfortunately we may have to give them uh yeah. a fairly short run at things before we get into movies i want to talk really quickly about uh pinocchio yeah. and animated feature in general and the nominees and yada yada right um, because I, you know, I can't remember the extent to which we covered Pinocchio Yeah, right. because, <laughs> because really the whole last two months is such a blur. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I didn't just now go back and listen to our, yeah. our podcast, but a couple episodes ago, it does say Pinocchio. It's in the list, but I don't even remember if that means that I just said what my rating was. Right. It's like, maybe you hadn't seen it by then I don't know. or whatever the thing is. Yeah. But I don't remember talking about it all that much, right. um, except to the extent that I do feel like I remember mentioning that this just felt like something that got nominated because uh, Del, Toro Del Toro did it. Yeah. And it reminded me, uh, it's a very strange thing to watch this really close to the Fablemans. Yeah. Because they are both like such weird passion projects yeah. that people, you know, you can get the money to make whatever fool thing you want if you're whoever you are, right? right. You know, and right. uh, and and I I just didn't love it, right? Yeah. Um, but the main reason I want to talk about it is because uh, I feel like at this point it's getting a a weird amount of chatter, right, in the awards run, and it's almost like I just feel like everyone assumes it's going to win, yeah. and uh, and that could easily be the case right right but uh but it's a it's a weird year for sure right and it's also a weird year of the backlash movies don't deserve and the you know goodwill yeah. that movies don't deserve uh in the animated category right, right. so uh 
the nominees for the Critics' Choice are Pinocchio, Puss in Boots, Marcel, the shell with shoes on. Which I swear to God, that's the weirdest tongue twister. Whenever I, <laughs> I know. keep saying that, that's I'm why like, I stop. I'm always it, like Marcel. What? Is it? what? Yeah, uh, Marcel. And then the uh, Turning Red weird. and Jeez. Wendell and Wild. And I think right. um, Wendell and Wild and Pinocchio are very much in the same category for me. Right? Uh, I had big expectations for both of them. Yeah, they're both you know good enough or right. whatever. They're both fine. They're not awful movies. Right. Right. Uh, but neither one of them are that great, yeah. right? And uh, and then Marcel is the movie that I think might really squeak it out. Actually, right. I think you might get some some voting getting pulled in different directions. I think a lot of people are definitely voting for Pinocchio, but I think Marcel might be like the surprise, right? Yeah, like, people love that movie. Interesting. Like, everyone who's seen that movie loves it. Yeah, and I think it. I think, re- honestly, it comes down to, like, um, as far as the chatter, maybe not, like, the exact votes, although for the Academy, like, that could be different. That could be okay. different. Uh, with the Critics' Choice, right, you're pretty safe that everyone's seen it. Right. The Academy, I don't know, yeah. right? Uh, you never know. You never the, know. With the Academy, I'm thinking uh, Pinocchio could get a lot of votes from people who haven't seen any of them. Right. 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 Because, no offense to the Academy, but... Uh, let's be real. That's how it works. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but uh, so you've got Turning Red, which is a movie that I think Man, got so long uh, ago. Yeah, it was. So it was long early ago. in the year. It was a movie that got weirdly like turned around, right? Because yeah. uh, people were like hating on it, yeah. and then it was like, is it good? Is it how good is it? Did people love it? And it got all kind right. of like drowned out and mixed together with people who were like bashing on it for no real reason that i could see so it's like how good it is you know and the same thing happened to two movies i think that didn't even get nominated which are uh lightyear and the sea beast oh yeah both of which are really good movies i didn't love lightyear but okay but lightyear was not fine not at all bad right right right. man did people like start bashing on that in crazy ways yeah. and all of a sudden it was almost like you know has everyone left pixar are there right. only insane people working there what is right. this garbage and it's like what it's not it's it's uh it's a weird movie in some ways and it's a movie that i think does not actually make sense in the story that it's giving about where it comes from and it's you yeah. know like that's where the light your toy comes from that's uh you know, Andy has seen this movie and that's why he wanted Lightyear. Right. So he knows who Zerg is. And now we're trying to like retcon some shit. A lot of stuff. Toy Story right. One, right? Because right. now none of it makes sense that yeah. we approach things in that way, whatever. But like that stuff aside, right? The movie itself. Yeah. You know, it was like, it was fun. It was yes. a good time. Yeah. There's nothing horrible about it or whatever. And the Sea Beast is the same. The Sea Beast. Uh, you know, as soon as that movie came out, you had a couple people go, this is how to train your dragons. And then it was sure. all over. Like, right. That's it was that. like, yeah. no one needed to see the movie anymore. <laughs> and, and that's a pretty good movie. And uh, not only is that a pretty good movie, I, I mean, I liked it a lot and you know, people were really harsh on it. I thought, but also it is just freaky gorgeous. It yeah. Is awesome mm. looking movie. Right. And, and yet anyway, 
uh, at this point it's just all Pinocchio all the sure. time because nothing else really kind of seems to just jump out as like this big thing yeah whether it's good or not right like nothing, nothing was right. like a big awesome thing anyway so uh go see all those movies and puss in boots is a lot of fun too i don't know that it deserves to be nominated i've been uh, seeing a strange number of lists where they're saying either it was coming in at the 10 slot or they're like these this just missed and i'm like it's sort of weird i hadn't heard i hadn't heard that it was awful or atrocious or just so agonizing to sit through in fact you know people that sort of were digging it were just parents and kids and having fun posting reviews and right. things it's, it's it very fun seems movie, very fun right? you know but suddenly and i almost thought people need to represent an animated film you know i don't bend over terribly backwards but i like it at least because we do go see a lot of animated films a lot of kids films during the year I like having at least one on my list. I right. like to think that Pixar does it right, but maybe everybody just forgot Turning Red yeah, came out yeah. in like February, or right. maybe the release date is a bigger deal. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, but they're all good movies and, uh, and go see Let's them see. all. Yeah. I just think that it's weird how the chatter is happening now, where uh, for at least the last, you know, since Christmas, right? Yeah. It's kind of like, it's all over now and that's right. that's how yeah, people that's are a, talking about and it that's and that's a mistake like, wow that that's usually when somebody weird. sneaks in and like you said marcel could draft right and just Think, right. split Think through a split 14 percent win you know yeah. who knows uh anyway um <laughs> but you know del toro probably just has too much yeah name to him that people want to vote for him i just you know i just wasn't that impressed it was weird i thought it's a strange it's one. fine also it's like, it's like in the light year category right yeah it's like fine enough but right. i thought eh. there was no crimson peak which you know on and i remember i think i remember bits and pieces of us talking about this where talking about mussolini and me saying something to the effect of you know if you want to throw in a holiday right, film of right, his right. you're you're always going to go with something else instead of this but but yeah i found it to be strangely disappointing just you yeah. tell me that Guillermo del Toro is going to do a stop motion animated film about Pinocchio. And I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. Right. Clear everything. I already voted with you. Yeah. My heart is in, and no matter what you say. Right. And then you watch it and you're like, what Right. So, and I don't think that that's necessarily, although I'm lying because, of course, it's the expectations. Like, you put two topics. This is like magnetic poetry. You know, you just throw these together and I'm like, in, buy it. Right. that's the movie stock game. It didn't work, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. On to real things. So yeah. first, uh, the glass onion we got to uh, talk okay. about. And um, as I already said, it's been nominated. And, you know, this is, uh, it's weird that we happen to throw in that we're going to do the pale blue eye already, because this seems like very weird Netflix yeah battle of what happens to you know i don't know like the general response to a movie right yeah because it's like glass onion so we've already loved knives out yeah so we've got that behind us and everyone loves that movie and and thought it was great loved everyone in it and everything now we got okay the glass onion it's just a sequel to that right it's not the fact that it's netflix just doesn't come into yeah what we're thinking about it right it's not like 
oh, Netflix and their bastard trying to take movies out of the theater and all this, you know, whatever people don't like about Netflix. It's just that it's the sequel to Knives Out. And so it's fine and we like it and whatever, right? And then you got the pale blue eye and it's like, no one will pay any attention to it. It's like Christian Bale. It's a, it's a cool, uh, badass like mystery mm-hmm. uh, period thing going on. You've even got like Harry Potter connection mm-hmm. in it and stuff. And, and like, it's like, no one will even not like it. Right. Right. We'll even pay right. enough attention right. to it to say it's bad. I mean, although people are actually paying some bad, time, right. Yeah. But, but it's like, you just don't even notice it at all. No one wants you to even not like it. It's so weird. And yeah. it's all very, at least this is my, my feel of what the response is. It's all very Netflix oriented, right? It's like yeah. the Netflix of it is like against the Netflix. It, you know? of it, that's I mean, right. It's, it's just it's such a weird thing. But anyway, uh, the glass onion. So uh, we're back to. Uh, we've got like our same detective, Benoit Blanc, basically, right? Yeah. That's uh, right. <laughs> that's our connection, and this time around, it is this very weird, super rich person mm-hmm. who uh, came out of nowhere not very long ago, and basically invented the thing that is like uh, has been you know, for like the past 20 years, like the boogeyman of rich people, right? Because he invented the thing that is Facebook and Apple and and all and space and like all of them wrapped into like one person uh, so that he can own everything there is and be the richest person and he can be our stand-in for whichever rich person well, we hate the most. Yeah, right. right. He's a great avatar <laughs> at, for that. Whatever moment, right? Yeah. You could watch the movie in five years and you could shake your fist at someone else. Right. He owns everything and whatever it is that you don't like about rich people. If only he had like steel right. or, or, right. Yeah. or like, and like <laughs> Walmart stores or something, yeah. you know, maybe he could really just be everyone right. and control the whole world. But <laughs> anyway, he's like the tech, uh, rich person, and then the movie surrounds uh, him and all his friends, his his closest closest friends, who he was friends with since before he was rich. Yeah, and uh, like they kind of all were this crew at the Glass Onion right. bar, bar, whatever. And uh, we get into their backstory and their whole relationship and whatever and and how he is or is not helping and or screwing over all of them right. in one way or another and somehow uh benoit blanc gets wrapped up into this because like the movie opens where he gives these magic boxes to them yeah uh where it's like this puzzle box and you have to figure it out and then it opens and then it, you get the invitation to the weekend party at his uh, private island where it's going to be a murder mystery and you solve, and it's just, you know, basically to have a murder mystery, uh, which only exists because he wants to think he's smart Mm -hmm. and whatever. And, uh, and, and Benoit Blanc 
just invited to it yeah and then people actually get killed and hilarity ensues right. and right. you know yada yada and we're off and yeah we're off to the races but uh we, i don't know sort of an interesting way it's uh, it's a lot like knives out in the sense that this is it's actually um uh, both movies are are so weirdly throwback in ways that you know 65 percent at least of the people who watch these movies have no idea yeah. the extent to which they are just total throwback movies to older you know not necessarily exactly agatha christie movies but those moves like you know. that whole genre where you're you have to figure out how that everyone is stuck in the one place <laughs> and and we don't need a lot of sets yeah and we're not traveling right. around and solving things by finding clues in other places or you yeah. know, whatever right there you go to the one big house everyone's in the big house the whole time and and we have you know all these little conversations and everything it's all so old school movie that you know if you can appreciate that part of it it's right even better then that's, yeah um but if you can't appreciate that part of it it's you know sort of semi-amusing that they're so popular right because i i could recommend so many movies to you that apparently you would love but you will actually never watch right <laughs> you know whatever anyway uh so then hilarity ensues and that's uh that's your basic thing uh so jumping to where we actually move on to other things so i gave this one and it's really weird but i gave this one an eight and i really really liked it i really really liked um you know, in just the same way as Knives Out and everything. But I'll tell you the the more likely than not response or whatever, like just more people than not, I think, are talking about this as being better than Knives Out. And I just to shut totally up. don't think it's better than Knives yeah, Out. Yeah, they need to uh, shut up. I think it's it's still very good. It's still really fun. Um, some of it I think is like overdone. Some of it doesn't exactly make sense or whatever. Um, except that it's a cool thing. Like the boxes, I, I the boxes yeah. don't actually make sense. I don't think, um, at least from my point of view, well, it, it, <laughs> like it, it, that, weird. He, that he, they're not like puzzle solving group, right. right? And not only are they not puzzle solving group, but at least some of them could not ever get the right. puzzle open except right. that they're all on like a group chat while they're right. doing it yeah so then what's the point of it right yeah. i mean except that it's a cool thing that ryan johnson wanted to do and yeah. have these boxes and i mean on another level they really don't make sense because just the physics of them right. are not sure. in based but in reality no, yeah but, don't go there yeah no but, but i know anyway right. Um, but it's the, a TARDIS, but there basically. are other things like that where it's very clearly like Brian Johnson wanted to kind of do this part and does it absolutely make sense, you know, whatever. Um, but also there's other stuff that's really awesome. I okay. But all I could really get to was eight, whereas knives out was 10, 10. Uh, I love knives out yeah. and I still think it's, I think we're talking like eight and 10 where right. it, you know, it's not like one movie's awesome and the other's garbage. Right. But at the same time, I feel like Knives Out is actually just miles better. Yeah. Than, than well, there should be, there should be a big difference between, and, and you know, whatever. It's funny. I always think of when there were earthquakes and they're like, well, what's the Richter scale? And you're like 7.4. You're like, okay, 
the other one was 7.3 so that's not that bad no actually the difference between 0.3 and 0.4 it's a hundred times worse right at a certain point the flexibility of the gradient in our grading and we grade things a little bit differently and we've done a podcast on exactly how we get there is there's a lot of elasticity from four to six and a half like there's a big big wiggle room in there when you start getting up towards eights difference between an eight and a nine is absolutely big steps right you know it's not like nah, it's just a little better it just made me laugh a couple times more no it, it actually starts getting harder to get higher because you're at that precipice in, in my opinion i don't disagree with a thing you said about any of it i just i couldn't get past seven and a half i thought i could get to eight and at one point during the film before it starts splintering into other films and again, I'm still having a blast with it. I just thought there's a lot of sophomore problems with a film, and it's not Ryan Johnson's sophomore film, but it is follow up to something that was a ten, right. you know. And where Knives Out, I say this story both. I love saying it on the show, but I also tell people this too when they were asking about whether or not we're going to cover it, and of course we are. I tell them about when Knives Out came out. And how you just do not watch films over again. And you told me, I finished that film and I didn't move. I just hit play again. Like I just watched it again. And when you handed it to me to see that year and you told me this and I was like, Ooh, that says everything. Like I already know well, what also, you, you think. No. So I watched it. And I think I texted you. I might've just said it to you when, when I saw you, but I watched it and then I hit play and I'm like, son of a, what is this thing? This is great. Because it was just coming off of like a bunch of other things. So anyway, all of that, all of that aside, one of the strengths of of Knives Out that Glass Onion does not have is as a standalone film, it's brisk, it's moving, it's fun, and it's not so self-involved with red herrings is a bit of a misnomer, but in Knives Out, we spend an awful lot of time looking at everyone as if they are in noir shadow and black hat. And you are supposed to wonder, because we know the concept of the film, Edward Norton is uh, the super Zuckerberg you know, guy, the super Zucker jobs guy. And you know he's an idiot and he thinks he's very clever, but we're all trying to figure out because we know a real thing happens. Like, is it, I mean, is it Kate Hudson? Is it Dave Bautista? Like you spend so much time thinking of this that you never really did in Knives Out and Knives Out never let you because it's brisk pace fun characterization and the way it revealed itself didn't have to show like the Shahrazad behind it. It wasn't like a story within a story within a story right. in the way Knives Out never had to be. Glass Onion almost has to be by the nature of the ride. And Ryan Johnson's fun. He's got a lot of great ideas. A lot of the movie really worked, but I was never as enthralled. I never felt like I couldn't take my eyes off of Knives Out. Right. And if I had to get up and just go get the door i didn't pause i wouldn't i mean i didn't have to but i never felt like i had to pause glass onion for any interruption i felt like oh, i'll just get it right you know and even though some of the best parts of glass onion and some of them happen very early like there's a moment where uh without you know without ruining anything benoit blanc has a very fun revelation about what's happening and it's hilarious like i, I love it yeah and like so and, like and spoiler alert i don't think this is too much of a spoiler uh to just talk 
generally about the idea that he spoils the murder mystery. Is right. that what you're talking that's, about? That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. When he does that and we don't have to give away any, you know, it's details like and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, right. right. Um, but he spoils the whole murder mystery party that, uh, that rich boy had set up. Yeah. And he just does it like, boom. boom. Right. And it is like a really awesome yeah, I loved part. It. Yeah. It, it really is an awesome part, but I remember, and especially cause now I've seen it twice or whatever. Right. Could have been better. Um, See, you've got but, this, but it is, it is still a really cool thing to like come into this thing and, and just boom instantly. It's almost like you're in a it's room awesome. with a bunch of people. And if one person in a, in a nanosecond lull of a conversation says, so Mark, what do you do? Benoit just says, well, this is how it's done and just ruins everything right. with such pinpoint accuracy. And Edward Norton's jaw couldn't go further to the floor if he was laying on it. And he's just like, who the hell is this? Cause moments before he was excited that the world's greatest detective is at his murder mystery party. He's going to stump him too. Cause right. he's the smartest smart of smarts. Right. And so I haven't seen, I haven't seen it again. And in a very strange way, we're not ready to leap into it. This does tie into the pale blue eye where there's an argument to be made that that movie might be improved watching it a second time. Once you know what's happening, right. check it out again. I actually suspect there was a fair amount of fun stuff, especially in the beginning when now you know exactly how the film plays out when it's done. Maybe you actually watch the first 20 minutes again and see how everybody does what they're doing, right. knowing who right. they really are and are not. Um, I didn't get to that point yet. My first, my first experience with the film was just watching it one sitting and thinking it's not fair to hold it to knives out because I don't always hold sequels to their predecessors especially if their predecessors are tens. Right. Like, I mean, hands down the best film I saw that year easily. And, but it just, it does have a very similar, but different vibe to it. And I think it was because on some level, it just felt like it wanted to do more instead of do better. Yeah. And you know, and I, that sounds like I a weird criticism, that, but I think that's, I think that's kind of true. And I think there's, Two big things for me that kept this movie from ever having a chance. And one of them is like you were just saying, like what it's trying. Yeah. Right. And I felt like when I was watching this movie, that what it was trying a lot more was to like be fun. Yeah. Over being the best version of yeah. this movie it could be. It wanted to be fun. Yep. It wanted to throw in a bunch of stuff where, you know, like Batista is just posing and yeah. hamming it up shooting and at everything like that. yeah and and all of these parts that are fun yeah and they and are they are cool and they are you know good movie or whatever yeah but they're not necessarily the best version of this movie you could have had and the other thing is that this movie was way less interested in conversations people were having yeah. with each other and knives out you know was almost like getting to the point where we're watching like Robert Altman film, right? Right. Where overly just you watch a conversation yeah. and the conversation ends and you want to like pause the movie so that you can just go, whoa. Right. Like, because yeah, what everyone is saying is really awesome. Why they're saying it is okay. really awesome. The response from the other person or yep. people, like it was so much more focused on what's happening in conversations. 
And this one just wasn't, you know, the conversations people were having were like at best when Blanc is, you know, talking to him before we know what's going on. And even some of the ones, uh, when we get into like, you know, the second loop (laughs) and then we're having some, and, and they're good. Right. But overall the movie is just not. And it's yeah. got too many people involved where we don't actually care what their conversation might right. be because the only conversations they're having are like, and now I'll explain my sure. potential motive and, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's just not the same thing going on. To be fair, even in Knives Out, which we're both, you know, obviously still remembering is that film, you know, even Don Johnson's character, okay, even he didn't have the same screen time as other family members like Chris Evans is easy, but even Jamie Lee Curtis, but it didn't matter. His character was so crystal clear, fleshed out by the side conversations he was having in the middle of a conversation we're supposed to be focusing on. And then it just drifts over to hearing him talk. And then he's just bringing right. Ana de Armas in and you're like, I'm in a room with these people. Right. In Glass Onion, it just feels like an interesting storyboard scene that is taped to the next interesting storyboard scene. Because of the talent that's cast, because of the writing of Ryan Johnson, because of the affection for the characters, and because in in some small way, like when people go to a comedy store or a show, like they laugh, even maybe when things aren't funny, because you're there to be entertained. We know we're about to see some red herring sleight of hand. Oh, you missed this clue. So you spend part of the time sitting there for analyzing every pixel on your TV. And thinking you've got this all wrapped up and the silliness is like, because you didn't see the letter that hasn't been sent yet. You don't know whatever, like, I mean, it's fun and it is still fun, but it's just really hard to hold up to pen that he pushes and in a very similar sort of pattern, a lot of people, some strange thing that's happening and there is some misdirection, but it's not, it doesn't cheat, not too, too much. There's a little bit of flexibility here and there of certain goofy things. And then there are certain goofy things that are sort of like cringy. Like, I mean, when you put hot sauce in someone's eye, like I just, I'm like, oh God, don't show me this. (laughs) But, and this doesn't ruin anything either. And because he's, you know, I'm assuming he's a fan of the show who isn't, uh, because Jeremy Renner is recuperating right now. I just love the fact they threw him in it. Like Jeremy Renner's hot sauce is a thing in this film that is sort of, sort of important. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, what did Jeremy Renner do? Like, is this is this a good jab or a bad jab? And if you know Ryan Johnson and how playful he is, you must assume it's a good jab. But I'm just like, that's a riot. Right. Like, that's just so funny to be yeah. in that world. And, and you know, it's also because as we're talking about all the things that are bad, right? right. It's still eight and it's still really good. Yeah. It's still it's still way better than a lot of other options you're going to have, right? It's still really, right. really good. Uh, it just doesn't make it to the first yeah. movie but it it is like i would not mind at all if this just turned into like the next james bond that's the you thing know, like right. every every two or three years there's right. just another one of these i'd be like fully on board for yeah. all I'll, I'll t- they can all be eights that's right. still fine that's right? still good i like that's, an eight that's still a really good movie and you know just it's so super fun i love the idea i mean and i i mean i've heard him saying it because he was doing press junkets and things uh i love the idea that 
Ryan Johnson. I think he said it once with, I mean, I know he said it to him anyway, but I think there was one story that brought it up that Ryan Johnson originally had wanted Daniel Craig to do Benoit Blanc with a different accent every film and no explanation why. So like Louisiana Bayou and maybe Northern New England, you know, maybe California bro. Like I just, you know, whatever. I just think that's hilarious. Right. And I think, you know, Daniel Craig is like, yeah, that's funny for you. <laughs> right. Like, you know, I don't know how to speak like this, but yeah. anyway, I think, I think it's, I think it's a, a very fun time, you know, and I've had a lot of fun watching it. It just, and it doesn't, I think there's a big discrepancy here to say it wasn't disappointing. No, no. Even though I had expectations, yeah. I was excited for it. It wasn't that. It and, just and everyone is really good in it. Are oh, really good. Everyone is really good in it. And I will say, if there's something really that's like a disappointment or like an actual negative, because really, what kept the movie from winning out for me is just things that weren't there, not that things were bad necessarily. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but the one thing, the end of the movie goes on too long yep. and was pretty goofy yeah uh it didn't need to be either of those things right we'd had the same ending right and everything would have been well, and, and that would have you know for me it would have improved it some yeah because especially let's get watching it. it again yeah <laughs> well it's in, like ah oh, come on in light of right. seeing him ruin the murder mystery party with such surgical precision right and then watching him go and i mean he is bloviating he's going on and on i i thought while i was watching him like oh blanc doesn't know he's just buying time and then you're like no actually this is just long-winded right this is just very long right so anyway all right uh but still so, check it out that's uh, on netflix yeah definitely see that and then okay now the pale blue eye which is the one that if we had to convince someone to see this would be the one we'd yeah. have to do it with and not the glass onion which everyone is seeing anyway uh, the Pale Blue Eye is um, Scott Cooper. Yeah, Scott Cooper, which has done a bunch of things. That in itself should be more of a tell as well, looking, right? I mean, not to jump in on your introduction, but just looking at some of the stuff that he's actually sort of known for, because I, re I mean, I remember a few things, but I forgot he did the Antlers. But Hostiles, which he did with um, with Christian Bale, Black Mass with Johnny Depp, Out of the Furnace with Christian Bale, Crazy Heart. Uh, I mean, he's just had as as a director. Forget the writing side of things. Like he's just been putting out good films, right. solid films for the, like the last handful of years. It's really interesting, right? So um, this one is, uh, as I said before, it's Christian Bale, and it's uh, Henry Melling. Yeah, is uh, Edgar Allan Poe, Harry Melling, right? Harry, yeah, Harry, Harry, Harry Melling. Okay. Yeah, it is. Sorry, uh, who is uh, from Harry Potter fame? He was Dudley. He he was the Dursley. He was the, he was the Dursley kid. He was the angry adoptive cousin, not adoptive. He was the cousin. I don't know. Oh, he was the cousin. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, but so this is, like I said, it's period. It's, um, Christian Bale has like, you're not really sure at the beginning, but he has some sort of connection to this, like, academy for kids sort of yeah. going into the, the military or whatever yeah. and uh you know somebody gets killed they they call him in to come 
find out what's going on. There's all sorts of things going weird with this, right? <laughs> because there's like a whole are there witches and right. like devil worshippers and, yeah. and all this stuff. And uh and then the next thing you know, there's we got some Satanist books. Yeah. So and here's <laughs> maybe. Some stuff and yeah, you know, maybe you know, Bob checked that out last month yeah. and then <laughs> you know, whatever. There's like right. all sorts of weird stuff going on, despite the fact that this is supposed to just be some Right. I mean, like it's a period piece, right? right? And, and it's yeah. like, well, okay, that's weird. Yeah. Um, so he goes in to inve investigate and, uh, you know, someone gets killed. Next thing you know, like four people are yeah. getting killed, yeah. disappearing, right. yeah, whatever. And, uh, and he has to butt heads with people yeah. in the place because, you know, I don't know. It's like, uh, on the one hand, it must've been someone here. On the other hand, well, you're accusing people here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, so it's all, you know, fairly standard yeah. stuff, right? Like yeah. that's the norm really. Um, anyway, but, uh, Christian Bale is this very odd character. And it really is, I thought, one of the most interesting things in this movie to me was that it really takes a long time before you get anything to hang your hat on about why they went to him. Right. And who the hell, who the hell is this guy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and so it's very strange that that's how you would tell your story. Right. But it was interesting yeah. to, to kind of do it that way. Uh, and everyone's strange and we're all just, the whole movie just takes place at yeah. this place. Right. And the, you know, surrounding woods or whatever. Yeah. Right. So that we can be outside in the woods at night and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have creepy. Um, so this, this actually was a very strange movie for me. Um, although it seems like I say that about every movie at this point. Um, but I also gave this an eight okay. and mostly yeah. uh, like the story is i don't know almost kind of just very vanilla right the story is just uh, not what it would normally be for me to give something an eight right right um because it there should be more to it and it should be more interesting even though i mean it is uh but the movie got the rating it got and it actually it's it's very weird um that we're talking about all the same thing somehow, but the movie got it basically because uh, everyone in it was so like just mind blowing. I thought mm. everyone in it was insanely good. Yeah. Um, and it was this cool mood and conversation and, you know, it just like goes back to, you know, like almost, watching mash although that doesn't make any sense but yeah. you know it's sort of like it was similar to watching robert altman movies where i have to try to convince people that they're really good even though somehow you can't explain how it's a good story or right. whatever you know it's like, right <laughs> it's like a lot of robert altman films even like the most uh interesting best ones that everyone knows you're still like i mean this is the story it's like mccabe and mrs miller you know right. it's like well i mean it's about this right. and everyone goes well hooray yeah right <laughs> right yeah. but you're like no really no really right? hang on yeah um and you know this i don't think this was you know as good as uh the best robert altman movies or anything but i don't know maybe 
there's some lesser Robert Altman movies, but like the conversations and just trying to like heal apart Christian Bale mm. and he's so good in it. And, uh, and Melling, I thought was really good too. Um, in sometimes in really weird ways where you're like, uh, I don't know. Like, right. how do you, like, I feel like, uh, Melling surprised people. Yeah. Because he was like, he was better in a lot of parts than like he needed to be, or like, then it says in the script or right. whatever, you know what I mean? Like right. he's getting even more. And you're like, it's just that dude from Harry Potter. Right. Like all of a sudden right. he's like up against Christian Bale, like holding his own. Really yeah. incredible. So anyway, but, uh, I gave it an eight. Not only did Melling hold his own, there are a few scenes there that he actually, I think, takes over. I, I think he oh, yeah. did. I think he did so well that if he chooses to stay with this, I think the days of you know the Harry Potter stuff, which to be quite honest, it took me, it took me maybe the third scene that he was in to put it, and I didn't look it up. I just went, "Oh my god, that's that's Dudley!" Like, holy crap, because he's he's gotten older and he's thinned out quite a bit um he doesn't look exactly the same except when you recognize it then you see it and because when you do recognize him you're like oh there he is right you know but i'll be damned if he doesn't do an incredible job i would almost even say in this regard making you forget who he used to be in the harry potter films i think he does a perfect job not to say that he makes the perfect edgar Allan poe but he he is in this role and he's doing fantastic I think it's very easy to get kind of swamped if you're in any scene with Christian Bale just because of his reputation, but also because of his skill set too. And Melian's just like, hey, hang on, man, I'm right here. Right. So and good for them because that's what makes the film mostly work for me overall, despite wanting everything else about it to be better. I gave it a seven. I liked it more than the seven I can vocalize. What I didn't like is almost intangible. Like, it just reminds me, man, sometimes we see these films that are like, um, I won't be able to come up with a, a title, but I can come up with a rating, PG-13. And they had to be R, or they had to be PG. Like, right. you're you're in this weird middle zone, and you don't have to be much, and it doesn't take nudity or violence or bad language, but you've just got to, if you're a murder mystery in a gothic fashion at a West Point kind of, you know, school and you're isolated and you got the spooky woods and people like, are cutting hearts out of somebody people. Somebody should be scared of something. You got to you got to amp this up a bit to where what I'm irritated about is overshadowed by what you're really giving me. There's a scene where where Poe and Leah are walking after she's had a medical episode. And the fade from them walking into what is then Poe walking at night with a lantern, and then there's an attack. Watch that like transition like four or five times. I was like, such fun filmmaking. And it doesn't look to me like anything else that Scott Cooper has done. Like you put this up against Exiles, and I'm like, this doesn't resemble it in any right. way. Like this is very interesting work that Scott Cooper is doing. And part of it is. I don't know to what extent, because I know this is from a book, um, and I've never read the book. I don't know how close or far it is from that. Maybe the problems that I have with the nature of the film aren't anyone's problem. Maybe that's really the book that was written. There are times in the book, uh, excuse me, there are times in the film where you can absolutely tell there's a lot of 
Uh, I remember also when we were watching the final of the Catching Fire films, and that last book is an incredible amount of Katniss's inner monologue of thinking. Right. And I remember you saying, man, because we had read that, and you're like, really know how we're going to get to this, because so much of it is this. They're going to do voiceovers. There's a bunch of this film where I can see Christian Bale's character sort of doing things, but I'm missing the monologue. Like, maybe I missed this. The easiest scene for me, which, you know, again, circles around to the, the bigger argument, but I wish it was just spookier or not more violent, but just more detective of the story. He's got this kid's, uh, he's got Leroy, and they say Leroy, and I keep wanting to say Leroy. So they keep, they had Leroy was one of the first victims. His mother gives him his diary and he's just sitting at a table and suddenly he realizes, oh, if I get the pages wet, I, I know how to break the code. And I'm like, wait, what? I, how did you, I, I missed everything here. It's just, oh, Alakazam. We, like, right. I feel in some way that me being able to hit seven on this is because the performances were all great. I thought the performances were great. I thought the aesthetic of the film was great. I mostly like the pacing. I don't know that people are going to really love, not the final act, but next to final act yeah yeah i don't know that that switch because i'm up for it and i didn't love it i right. thought like that's an unnecessary bend but here we go we're following a book that had done this i don't know where the weak parts of this are though really having fun with all the strong parts made it fun film it just isn't like good enough to be a theatrical release like we're old enough to know what direct-to-video means right now direct to streaming i guess is the equivalent it is a fine streaming film. I made one mistake, and then I'll I'll right for a minute. I made one mistake when I was done. I thought I had hit the uh, return button on the remote when the film had finished, and I guess I had hit just the enter button because when I went up to go uh, get something to drink and come back in, it, the film had started again. Yeah. And I say this about uh, Glass Onion is that, that I'm saying this. Christian Bale f has said in a few interviews, I think people, if they could, should watch the film twice because once you know how it ends, you watch the film again, you see all kinds of stuff. Right. I thought, I'm going to watch the first 10 minutes just for the fun of it. And I will admit that the reasons that I thought the film were clunky in the beginning make more sense because now I know what the characters are doing, but it's still sort of an awkward thing of a lot of telling me and not showing. Like they pick him up. Uh, next to the water, he's washing his hands in this waterbed, and the military guys from the uh, academy have come, and they've been told by the governor he's a fantastic investigator. And while they're riding along, there's a voiceover of all of his accomplishments. You know, you stop the bottom-down gang, and you manage to interrogate the slaughterhouse murders, and all these things. And I'm just like, okay, you're working real hard to tell me why you went to some weird cabin in the woods to get this guy right. when there were a lot of other people. And if you didn't do that, the rest of the movie sort of starts crumbling. Right. So thinking about the story a bunch and not liking what the story had to give me is one thing. Loving the performances and the aesthetic and the pacing and everything else, except the music, uh, was another. And I swear to God, the person who made the music for the film just listen to the silence of the lambs over and over again. Cause I'm telling you that is such a derivative spooky song that they're trying to instill over and over in the film so much. So it bugged the hell out of me. So yeah. anyway, there you go. So I, uh, yeah, I think there's um, a shotgun blast. I, yeah. I can't really even disagree with a lot of the things you said. And I think that, um, you might've kind of hit on what I think is, you know, the hurdle of the movie 
And I don't know that it's necessarily a bad thing, um, but I think it may hit people a lot as being yeah. a bad thing. And, and really, that is uh, the movie that you get uh, doesn't really work with what you expect because of what you get, right? Because right. it's right. it's very dark and spooky looking, yeah. right? And we're in the woods and we're yeah. out at this place all, you know, whatever. People are getting killed. Um, but like I said before, there is you're never scared of anything, right? right? It's like there are murders happening, right? Right. And I think the movie mixes together things that other movies do where uh, we're very used to movies doing this because they mean this. Yeah. And, you know, doing other things if they've meant other things. And so, like, this movie is giving you the feel of a movie where we should be scared uh, that somebody is just might kill anybody. Right. Right. And yeah. so we're scared. Next. There's a murderer out there. Right. Except the story is actually that that's not really what's happening. Right. The more we learn, the more we know that that's not really what's happening. What's happening is somebody is killing specific people for like specific reasons but just because you go out in the woods right. doesn't mean that you have anything next. to be scared of, right? right? And But the movie is making things to look and feel yeah. that way, like, you know, the, the fog's rolling There's in. There's a madman it's, coming. Yeah. It, it's really dark. The, yeah. the moon goes behind the tree. You yeah, right, hear right. like a twig snap, snap. or whatever. <laughs> right. But at the same time, you're like, well, what? Yeah. Whatever. I yeah. Mean, and, and the only possibility yeah. is that he might be scared because whoever right. is the murderer might want to go after the investigator right. to stop him or right. something. But it's it's building this whole, you know, world and feeling and mood that you're in that you expect it to be about something. And so it's just odd, right? right? It's just odd watching it because you're like, well, but wait, we should all be scared yeah. and we're not particularly scared. And I think one of the things that is kind of interesting, but then it's like, you have to watch it and then you get to the end and it's like, well, okay. Right. Because like, he's not scared. Right. Uh, Christian Bale is like at no point scared Ever. of anything. Right. And it's odd. Yeah. Then it actually makes sense yeah. at the end. Right. Um, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but also it kind of doesn't matter. Uh, I no matter what you spoil, yeah. it's not that big a deal, I don't think, right? By the time you get to the end, it's like whatever. Um, but when you're it's one of those things where it's like when you're watching it, the experience feels a little odd. Yeah. And then you get to the end of the movie and you're like, Oh, well, now in retrospect, that's fine. Yeah. But when you're watching it, it's still odd. And right. it's and it's and you know, maybe that you made that decision and ultimately it's a good thing. That doesn't mean it's wasn't odd right, right? it still was <laughs> so, odd so yeah. whatever yeah um anyway but it's i think it's i think it's very fun yeah and it's like i just wish more people would watch it just yeah. just to watch them and you know the supporting cast to a certain extent just to watch them being awesome 
freaking Toby Jones is in again right. another film. Like he's haunting me. That's like four for four in the I last just gonna, two weeks. Well, when I watched this movie, like I he watched showed it up right after something else he was in. Yeah, and I can't remember what it was, but I watched this he's, like back to back with something else he was yeah. in. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah, <laughs> there he is again. Yeah. No, I agree, and I don't even know that. I don't even know. I watched the the Netflix trailer for it, but I don't think that the Netflix trailer is misrepresenting anything that's here. I think, you know, and I don't even think to suggest going with low expectations because that sort of suggests that there's something to be disappointed about. I think accepting the film for what it is is exactly the way to go. And me wanting it to have just gone into the R range or, you know, dialed back just a little bit more. I said that scene about Christian Bale figuring out the diary. There's a few other little scenes that happen like that. And then they're always bookended by scenes that I think are just absolutely fantastic. Like, like I was saying, when Poe and Leah are, when he, when he tries to set up a date with her, you know, and she's like, right. well, you want to go to Maytel Point or, you know, I'm paraphrasing. And he's like, actually, I was thinking the cemetery. And then she's like, I shall reconsider because that is very fascinating, right. you know, and they're walking and talking together is Right. You know, and it's actually revealing character, though, you know, there's a bit of a red herring in there too, uh, on some level, because the more you know later about both of them, the more you learn that one of them isn't really exactly the way they're portraying. You know, the twist that it takes to set up the first sort of weird arc of the end, just, I don't even know why they did that. Right. You know, I really think that the story would have been way better off sidestepping that. But damn if they don't go all in on it right. you know they really go for it and seeing jillian anderson as this sort of strange matriarch was both fun and unsettling like man she's creepy yeah um but as soon as scully shows up you know it's that's that's a great scene too when they're walking and he looks at the doctor he looks at he looks at toby and he's just like so you've been telling your wife a bunch of stuff huh because there's no way she would know all of this unless you opened your mouth right you know, and and back to great. back to Melling, uh, real quick. Yes, yeah. we're not really going to have time to get into another movie. Um, but he's it's such an odd character, yeah. right? And it's he's really good, uh, just kind of in general, but also he's even better, I think, than he seems because it's such a weird character and that crashes so easily, yeah, right? That could just turn so quickly into just stupid and goofy because he's a weird guy right, right. he's a yep. he's got a, you know a social awkwardness yeah you know? it's not even like it's not necessarily even like social awkwardness it's just like he is just this kind of character right which is just outside of the norm you right. know especially with who and, he's in the room and with you too. can just go wrong playing a character like that so easily yeah. to where it just almost becomes sort of comic and yeah farcical he could have gone yeah sorry and he is i don't know i'm no super student or whatever yeah. but but I am led to believe, right, yeah. that Edgar Allan Poe was really sort of that kind of a weird guy, yeah. right? He is, you know, it's like, did he just actually study Edgar Allan Poe and try to figure right. out what can we know about how he engaged with right. people or His whatever to, to the extent that we can know anything? But he was like a weird guy. And and like I said, it's just, it's more impressive to watch because yeah. that's like another level of difficulty on your yeah. dive, right? Yeah. Because, because yeah. that could just be so 
so easy to mess up if Telling, you give it to the wrong actor. He could have. I mean, this is maybe dating things and getting a bit too into the IMDb stuff, but I think most people will recognize this, I hope. He could have gone full Crispin Glover. Like he could have really well, been like yeah. so eccentrically weird, so bizarrely over the top weird that right. Christian Bale would have had to have looked at him and just been like, of course they pick on you, Edgar. Right. Right. Like you invite it. It's not that you're pallid and strange and you're not as handsome or as uh stoically beautiful. Like some of the stuff they're like one of the one of the best comments of one of the characters is, isn't he beautiful? He almost has to die young. Hmm. Like because he's just like a Adonis. And you're like, you drop this rat looking guy in the rest of the room with his weird hair and his strange features and and not to suggest that that's what harry melling cast for which is just looking weird but he does his hair well you know he, he just really he does this weirdly insane, actually look like and, a girl and when oh. he looks at certain angles like he just knows his angles there are times when he leans in and he's being sincere both to bail and to the female affection uh leah that he's just so sweetly inventored he's just like being absolutely honest and then other times when he's talking about you know if i had a thousand years i couldn't list all the grievances that i've received since i've been here like i is hurting right and it's everything on display because melina is nailing it yeah. he's just killing it man it's 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 actually really great to see um yeah i i was i for that alone i was psyched to watch it it's a really weirdly haste film though it's two hours and ten minutes figure eight minutes is trailer uh is credits but two hours it both moves quick at times that just kind of slows down it, in weird places too it does but uh and we're gonna get out of here in a second yeah. but it it does have like kind of a weird pacing but at the same time it's like two hours whatever yeah where there were not really many moments no. in the film where i was like god i wish this would go faster yeah. or like even how when, long has this been going and on even or? when even when somebody's dead and you're waiting because you know there's going to be another victim like even the time between that where you're detecting right. you know it's still fun yeah like it's yeah. still pretty well paced it's just strange for simple moments right but yeah i strangely recommend it even though i'm sort of stuck at seven yeah yeah um all right so both of those obviously go see those yeah next week uh we are probably Ooh. going to just uh Catch up? massively catch up yeah. and probably try to do god even knows like six, six? to eight yeah. movies or something <laughs> like as fast as you can it. yeah um and then we may in the future have to go back and give those movies a little bit more attention like Pinocchio. possibly when we're doing our list yeah or, you right. know something oh, yeah. like that right. we always do that um we'll uh we'll run into them more but we're gonna try next week to really get through a lot of stuff yeah uh, thanks for tuning in. Go see these movies. Yeah. And uh, don't be so sure about your animated film pick yeah. for the year. <laughs> right. We'll see you next week. Thanks right. for tuning in. Yeah. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night. <laughs>